You just sit back and enjoy the magic. From outside of the Hollywood system, this is the Making Filmmakers Podcast, where we discuss the creative process of filmmaking. Fucking movies. From start to finish. All from the point of view of truly independent filmmakers. Hold on to your butts. And here are your hosts, Andrew Ortiz, Frankie Guerra, and Kevin Lyons. Okay, welcome everybody. Uh, today on episode three, we're going to talk about TV versus film. Uh, basically, the rise of TV more and more looking like a cinematic feature. And then uh, the second half of the show, we're going to talk about micro budgets and we're going to talk about past experiences with uh, projects that we've worked on that are micro budgeted. And of course, our current project, Deadbeat Summer. Deadbeat Summer, the film, the Dead feature Beat film. Summer. The first micro budget film coming from what? Micro budget <laughs> filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. From Highland, California. From Highland, yeah, from Highland, California. So, okay, so let's talk about the first thing. TV versus film, right? right? And I bring that up because, uh, you know, of all the recognition that uh, TV, like TV shows, like um, uh, what is that called? Um, oh, geez, G- Game of Thrones, right? Game right. of Thrones. I bring that up more specifically because Game of Thrones, because it looks so good. It looks like a feature film, and it's one if, of my favorites. Right? Yeah, and if you were to watch it in a feature film, you, uh, in a in a movie theater, you most likely would be like, I see where the money's. This money is in a feature film. This is projected. The money is projected on the screen costumes special effects everything looks like it costs a lot of money but yet it's on tv and it's on hbo and it's something you're not paying ten dollars to go see if you subscribe to hbo already you're you've already you're pretty much watching a feature film right over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over again because it's an hour it's an hour right yeah and and, then it's also like you know winning all the awards you know it's cleaning up it's breaking records big time right and you know what i saw too to bring that up too is uh they're actually hosting a concert now where you can go and listen to the soundtrack you know played by an orchestra really? yeah and it's like a huge thing and so that's pretty much tr- you know making tv more on a cinematic level you would never really hear about that before you know hey let me go see uh the great american hero soundtrack you know played by an orchestra <laughs> i have no idea why i brought that up but uh you know what i'm saying or a team <laughs> yeah. or something like that right like that would never happen yeah. right back happen. in the day but because game of thrones is so huge and the composers and people who are doing the sound design it's so much like a cinematic feature right there you go so yeah. it's it's a good uh example for you to bring up so they have to be and i'm talking about game of thrones game of thrones has to be or hbo who owns it has to be uh, mindful of the fact that it's somewhat af- it's it's affordable to do right like obviously it's not something that's gonna that's not breaking HBO and it's you right. know it's affordable to do it's like so it's you're thinking like why isn't anybody else doing that why is, is that where the technology's at right now do you think like now it's like it's everything's becoming affordable could they have done it ten years ago yeah Game of Thrones could have could Game of Thrones have come out ten years ago no but I think yes they are uh, paying more attention to that and they are putting in more money into these shows because I mean I've read you know uh, like Bananoff and uh, Weiss you know the producers of Game of Thrones I've read a lot of stuff about their challenges and how uh, you know they talk about Miguel you know the director yeah. of the Battle of the Bastards and, and Hard Home which are two of my favorite episodes uh, right, right. from season five and season six if anybody's interested uh, but watch the whole series first please do not jump in you will you will regret it uh, but um, they do talk about the, their challenges in in trying to create that feature cinematic feature look 
under a super, a lot smaller budget because, you know, they're having to stretch that budget across 10 episodes. Right. right. So, you know, even if they got 200 million or whatever for a feature, they're spreading that over 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know the figures exactly, yeah, but I know they talk sure. about the challenges and how like, you know, that's one of the reasons why, uh, in the battle of the bastards, uh, the director, one of my faves, uh, you know, basically, I don't want to ruin it. I'm trying to think yeah. of how to say it, but kept John in a particular, like the camera really focused around John snow. Okay. As opposed to like these big grand, you know, wide angle shots of a hundred or a thousand soldiers crashing into a thousand soldiers. Cause that was, that's big budget stuff. Right, right. So they, they are very caught, uh, very aware of how they film their stuff on their budget, but still achieve that film look. Yes. Yeah. And it, well, you know, other shows too, I was watching, uh, I haven't, I don't watch it all, but I've seen bits and pieces of Mad Men. Oh yeah. And in my mind, I'm thinking when I watch it, I'm like, the, I, I saw this on a movie screen. I would, I wouldn't say this is a TV show on a movie right. screen. It would, it's a movie. It could be. And I think that, movie. you know, going back to last week's topic, I think that's also because of the advancements in technology Right. where they wouldn't be able to shoot a TV show back in the day because it would have been shot on film because they want that film look versus video, right? So they wouldn't want to shoot it on a video camera. But now they can shoot it on a video camera and not worry about the cost of film stock and processing and all right. that. So, so that, I think yeah. that also So it's technology to, that's kind right. of dictating this exactly. in, in, a, in a way. In, I in feel a, that in my opinion, yeah, that technology is really what has allowed this to happen. Right. Whereas, you know, uh, obviously, yes, too, I think studios and, and content providers are paying attention to the medium then mm-hmm. you know to go into you know use that as a segue into to the netflixes and amazon more and more now they're designing their show, shows with a cinematic feel whether it's stranger things or the marvel series right. or you know any of those newer uh series that they keep coming out with and they all have a film a feature kind of tone to they it, do you they know do. Mm-hmm. even even the openings the the you know title openers and everything oh have, like, it's, it's big yeah it's not it's, a it's, small thing it's a right big thing. the sound yeah. design and yeah. you know obviously even the cast too because you're seeing more and more i think a-list you know actors from film going into yeah. uh you know into that realm so yeah. there's a lot of things at play but i definitely think technology is a big it's a, catalyst it's a factor. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and and it's it, the what does that mean for for like any filmmakers then you know what does that mean for us that means we can the the line between indie films and and feature films that are produced by you know by big uh, companies it's the line isn't so defined anymore then right so i mean we you can pick up a high dev camera and and do something on a fairly low budget that can still compete with probably a lower end scale budgeted movie on a from a you know major production company right that's 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 i think the harder thing too is is if you have a feature that you've maybe written is that you may have to also think about making it a series and that always is sometimes hard because you may have better luck you know putting it into series format versus a film and so i think that questions become a question right you know that maybe wasn't always the case before um, but if your project can be, you know, series uh, driven, episodic versus a film, that's something to think about now. Right. Yeah. And then, you, you know, another consideration is that is that going to is when you turn it into a an episodic thing, your audience stays with you longer than they would 
a two-hour film, so you get them coming back. I think from a marketing standpoint, definitely more sellable yeah. to a to a content provider or distribution uh, company looking for new content and filmmakers. I think they're probably uh, like it more when episodics fall on their desk, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, but at the same time, it is risky, though, right? Because, I mean, you do risk the fact that you're doing but a, I think you more have, content. Yeah, but you have more, like, I forget what what the ratio is now because right back in the day, we'd do a pilot, and they would sometimes give you, like, two or three episodes. Yeah, but fine. I read an article that Netflix, like, studies, they found that, like, it takes four to five episodes to see if people get attached or not. Mm-hmm. So they're more invested and interested in allowing filmmakers to have that. Uh, you know, opportunity to make more episodes to see if it will take. So I think, you know, it, it still is less risky on the end from the filmmaker standpoint, because you have more uh, chances. Right. Whereas a film, it's like you put it out. If nobody's digging it, you're done. But There's at the really same time though with film, do. but with film, if you put it out, it's, it, I mean, I don't, I see it more as like, if you market it well, whatever film you make, you can still get people to go in and see it, regardless if it's good or bad, right? But right. Uh, but with episodic, if, if it starts to spread fairly quickly that it's it's bad, then no one, no one's going to tune into it, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. it, film has yeah. that advantage. I think, but I don't even. Know I if think that's it an can advantage. happen on. I think it can happen on both sides. I still think. In my, I mean, you know, I think that's the debate. Yeah. You know, I think if you ask some producers or companies, they might say episodic. I prefer, and some will say film. I think it's it's all it really the per, people who answer that question are the money people. Yeah. Who right. you know cuz we can say, yeah. right? Cuz we like both. We want to mm-hmm. do both as filmmakers as, you know, cr- content creators. Right, yeah. But ultimately it's that guy on the other end of the table that's giving you money. That's <laughs> true. What does he feel like is going to make him his, you know, uh his money back? His cheese back. Yeah. Oh god. That's horrible. So let's let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the uh you know the micro budget then the micro micro budget film which we're doing which is deadbeat summer uh, in case anybody is interested out there you can go to deadbeat summer on facebook uh i think it's what is the what's the link frankie it's uh instagram.com slash at deadbeat summer film and it's the same for twitter and facebook as well so just it's not deadbeat it's no it's dead b the letter b a little confusing but well it's good to get that stuff that in the is? description right you know, yeah gotta, we'll put that in the yeah. show notes exactly that has to go somewhere yeah but definitely well, please visit you know definitely well blame twitter because they don't allow us to write all the deadbeat summer on there they're stupid so yes way to go we had twitter. to make it work social media is rough that's another topic yeah, that for is. the future too by the way i'm sure yeah absolutely but anyway back mm-hmm. on the uh, micro budget film okay so I'm thinking like before you ever filmed anything, right? And I, this is my first feature film. And before I even got into it, uh, you you go through those phases, right? Where you're thinking like, okay, I've seen a bunch of movies, indie movies, and I've read like they only filmed it with a, one DSLR and, you know, my audio wasn't that good. Two actors dedicated them, themselves to it and, and they shot it in four days and made $200,000. And all that sounds really good until you get into the process of it. And then you realize when you do information, background information on on these directors that they've had years of making movies under their belt. Or if not, on IMDb, they've had at least been part of production. full-on professional crew. Yeah, people who know how to execute. Yeah, that that have been on, who've been in the battle. Right. you, You know, have fought wars, if you will, on set. And, you know, a lot of that, that's why I always, you know, 
I'm hesitant when it's like, oh, I can teach you things, you know, in two weeks or whatever, a month, because it's really hard to teach experience. You know, you have to experience it. That's the whole purpose. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you make a good point there that like, you know, uh, it's just it's just constantly a learning process. Right. And then with like, you know, movies that that come out that are shot on your iPhone now that just it's like it's like when when uh when um eight mile came out and everybody wanted to be a rapper after that then it's like you know there's not really you know there's a lot of rappers but right it's everybody wanted to be a rapper after that and it's it wasn't gonna happen because everybody well i think too those those types of films because that's an indie film right i mean that's considered i thought that was probably an indie yeah yeah like maybe you know but i think also too m was at that stage in his career i mean he still is of course one of the best mcs but in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But, uh, you know, uh, he, 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 people were drawn to that film because of M. And then he had that single, right? you know, and that was it. Like, and, you know, that's another point to talk in, in stay in the micro budget realm, but also just talking about movies in general. Think about soundtrack, you know, think about your sound design. Do not ever skimp on that because that's pretty much half your film. And some people might argue it's more, Mm-hmm. You know, and with that film, it's like obviously music was a huge marketing tool for that film. And then, you know, you know, maybe people hadn't seen the Detroit Underground, whatever. And so it was like it was just cool. It was just a cool film. It was different. You hadn't really seen a film like that. Right. At least told maybe, you know, from the perspective of a white MC. Yeah. Right. right. OK. So mm-hmm. I think I think, you know, there's a lot of things going on in there. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know, just to make that point that I think music is a big factor. And so sometimes that can be one of your biggest resources, right? Absolutely. Is that, cause what was that movie that came out? It was uh, a guy and a girl. I'm trying to think of it now, but he, he played like piano and acoustic and she sang and they did a movie together and I cannot remember the name of it, but it was super micro Once. budget. Once. That's it. Once. Thank okay. you. Beautiful movie. Beautiful movie. And movie. it was totally yes. micro budget, dude. Yeah. Totally micro budget. Mm-hmm. But really what sold that film, I feel, was the music. Mm. You could tell right. that Absolutely. the actors were like super invested in it and so it just drew you in. So they were, they were musicians before they were actors or? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but the I movie itself, you know, was still very cinematic. It was a narrative. So it wasn't like, you know, a musical or anything. Yeah. It's just the fact that obviously that was one of their talents and they tied it into a, a film and yeah. that was it. Oh, okay. I and I think that. that was like one of the, you know, premiere, you know, like critically acclaimed indies of that year, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. The song won an Oscar, right? There you go. Yeah. See? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Yeah. Music's tough though, man. It's not, I mean, that's something if you are probably making film. I mean, I don't know if you're going to, you know, it's like, are, I just you, are that, you a composer too? You, or you got to well, find somebody well, who is that, or you're probably running in those circles, right? I mean, yeah. com- like, look at us between me, you and Frankie, we're all musicians in a sense, obviously yeah. Frankie more than us probably cause she's out there playing live and right. You know, right. doing her thing. Um, but we all play music and that automatically connects us and that's going to make our piece stronger in some way, shape or form whether it be in the piece itself on the sound design level or marketing wise, her bringing in contacts, you know, contacts, you bring in contacts, whether it be down on a live show or SoundCloud or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying like, you know, just reminding people on that micro budget level that you have to think outside money. You know, you have to think about 
what resources do I have? Who are the people I know? What locations do I have access to? What props do I have access to? You know, I haven't even mentioned equipment yet, you know, because a lot of times, you know, the equipment, I don't want to say it's the easy part, but more and more now it feels like that's the easy thing to get. Absolutely. I think I agree you, with you on that. Yeah. I, absolutely. Cause that's the, that, that's the first thing you have full control o- over when you think about it. I exactly. mean, you, you can go, you know how to go to a job and you know how to make money and you, most likely you know how to save and most likely you know how to find deals. You just go online and find the cheapest deal. It's not hard to do, exactly. but all that stuff is something you do automatically. Right. So, I mean, I think that's, and that's one thing you have full control over. I mean, you can save. And there's money. a lot of information about it. Yeah. So if you can't find equipment, you can literally go to a link or a YouTube video and find something or somebody will send you down the path. And you could do that for the other stuff I was talking about too, but nobody, well, I don't know. There's probably some people, but it's very hard to find like, where do I go to get, um, a quality sound engineer? Like you can go to classifieds and whatever, yeah. but you might not be able to afford them. Right. And then you might not know what their portfolio is saying, you know, like mm-hmm. technically like, what does that mean? Yeah, if you he kind has, of just trust. Him yeah. You just have understand. to kind of trust yeah. that he's a pro, but you know, that could cost you. Now, if you have somebody like us who we know audio, we're rolling out gear all the time in this podcast as we speak, uh, you know, every, every time we're going to keep adding, adding because we, we know, I guess, or we have, you know, experience with that. Experience, right. Yeah. And, um, that's a huge asset, you know, and then also, it also makes it on the end of post. We know when we hear something and if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. sometimes people have to learn that lesson by doing it over and over and failing. Right. Mm-hmm. And they never mm-hmm. get there because they don't know really yet what they're looking for, whether it's looking at a meter or understanding, you know, room tone or whatever, or even just syncing audio. I see my editors in my classes all the time, you know, struggle with syncing audio, man. It just doesn't, it, it's just not a natural thing i guess yeah some people can some people just instinctively know yeah because i just i can do it so quick and especially with a slate and a mark you know Mm -hmm. boom you know match up the the clacker sound the clacker waveform right right but they it man sometimes they just look at a waveform and just like uh you know they struggle yeah i get that it's a different language though to an extent you know in general right like people some people know math very well right other people who don't i totally hate math i love math you're one of those. Me and math are enemies. <laughs> I hate math. Because we're uh, maybe because we're visual artists. I don't know, but you're a visual artist, and you like I try math. to be. I love math, dude. Okay, I love algorithms and equations. I don't know why. Oh, it's just, I code. You know, yeah. I code. I've mm-hmm. been coding websites for 15 years. I could do HTML. That's it. That's, yeah, that's like, the only yeah, thing I can code. Like I can from HTML to CSS to PHP, JavaScript. You know, ActionScript. Then I don't do too much of that anymore. Flash is kind of dead. It's not Dying. dead, to be honest. I've been, you know, because I'm, that's a whole other topic. But, yeah. um, you know, and that, that goes is. back to the little bit of a micro budget, too, is that a lot of people are doing animation and gaming through Flash. And that could be another route for you to go with your films. Um, if you find a quality or if you, you yourself can animate, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised at what you can do with animation and actually still get your story out. And, you know, it could be considered like a pre viz kind of a thing. And you can use that as a selling point to, you know, a producer or a content provider that go on to make the the film. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, how many times now do you see, you know, a lot of those types of things being transferred over into film? Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely more of the bigger games, but I mean, it happens more and more now that, uh, the impetus, you know, the genesis of films is coming from all over the place. It's not just a script anymore. 
could be just literally just an idea or mm-hmm. a song or right, yeah. a person or their likeness or whatever. It's right. just, it's amazing. I, it, and it's almost like there's so much too. It's very hard to figure out, which is the path. And mm-hmm. that sometimes can be. Yeah. When there's daunting. too many options, right. I think there, that's tough to figure out where you fit in. Cause you got to go and experiment more and you got to figure out where you're at. And that just means more time has to be spread out figuring stuff out but then you you know when you can mark stuff off your list then you kind of know where your strong suits at and you're probably more effective in that and that goes back to the micro budgeting thing like just doing a list a budgeting kind of a layout Mm -hmm. you know put it down on paper outline it because how many times do we know people just jump into productions and then we're halfway through the production we're like where does the story go after this you know and uh so you know that there's another uh catcher for for noobs too, just make sure that you know as much as you can have a solid script, and then budget it and see before you know you you take the leap, and then too you know then that lets you know how much money you need to go after or, or what resources and connections will work for you. Right. Yeah. And getting money, man. That just I don't even know if if, if we can even like I don't know if I if I if I would preach that to get money because that's right. just. That's just like a, there's a small pool of people who get money and either you have to be at the right place at the right time. And even if your content is or your idea is is good, it's still not going to happen. There's so many factors. But then at the flip side, there's stuff you can do right now to get your content out. Right. And you don't have to rely on people. Not to say you shouldn't. You know, you should go and do try that and go put it out there and make the contacts to people who have money, you know, Mm -hmm. like. I think that's still a viable road to take, but it's not the only road, right? Yeah, I think I think you know to continue with what you're saying, like don't just let the money drive you, right? Right. I mean, like you can you can definitely do it without raising a bunch of money, but then yeah, you've got crowdfunding, you've got whether it's online platforms like Vimeo on demand or you know um, Amazon uh, Direct, Mm -hmm. you know things like that that you can just get you can put your pieces to work, you know and Sometimes a really low, low budget project or film can be very successful financially, fiscally, without much invested in it at all. I mean, let's go back to Clerks. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Clerks, obviously, super micro budget. What was the budget? It was like 30 plus thousand. It was, yeah. It was was high for, for today's standards. In terms of like when you're working with nothing, right? But he uh, yeah. worked with film though, right? He was he was, he was shooting I, on I film. believe that was 16 million. No, I think it was it was film. But it was his first time he did a film, and yeah. he'll say he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, and, and right. you know, he just kind of just had a, this script, and you know, it was it was you know thirty thousand is a lot of money though. Well, it, but, it really like it is, and, and no but, matter what. But you think about, you and I always I always make this this you know link, and I'm not you know I'm not advocating don't go to school because obviously I got my bachelor's, I'm still getting my master's, you know all that right. stuff. But yeah. I have different ideas and thoughts about education now. And you think about it, I mean, we're spending you know twenty, for, let's just say at a Cal State, fifteen to twenty thousand a year, okay, on education. Why couldn't you just beef up your credit score and go get a loan? You can do it. You can get a loan for 35000 Bang. People are doing it all the time with cars. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just trying to get, you know, relate it to people. Like, we do it all the time. Yeah. We just choose to do it on a car or this or that. Because obviously, you can't go to a bank and say, hey, I want to fund a movie. But a lot of times, banks are giving out 30000 you know, unsecured. Yeah. 
And you, you know, so I'm just saying, so you, to, and you're right too. Like you don't have to spend 30, let's say you only have to spend 10, 15. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, which is what we're trying to do all the time. And, uh, that's plenty. And then if you, and then if you break that down and look at like, well, how, what if I sold this or I sold that or did, you know, yeah. I think people would be surprised how, how much money they could come up with. Right. I think so too. I think you're right. You come up, you can come up with a lot of money when, or enough money to, to do a feature film when you, when you know the parts that you need exactly, to find. Exactly. The process. You know? When you know and the process why, yeah, yeah. That's why it's all like, put it down on paper, right. you know? And if you don't put it down on paper, put it down on a computer or put it down you know, scribe it on stone, whatever, just get some sort of, right. you know, uh, outline. Cause I think that's a big, uh, thing for me. Cause it was a lesson that I had to learn personally, you know, over a decade ago and I'm still fighting with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that, you know, we just don't organize or follow the process enough. And just because we're not at the level of a universal or whatever, doesn't mean we can't follow the same process that they do. Right. Yeah. They have, I mean, they've done, they've been in the, the business for quite a while. So they, they, there's something good about their business plan. Exactly. Sure, it's just that's like working. Yeah. You know? You've got to look at things and say, Hey, you know what, you know, am I going to be a pioneer and completely change the game? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. but the odds of that are yeah. a lot, smaller than you just following what's always been done right, you know yeah. i hate to say formula because you know how we i feel about formula we've talked about previously yeah. we know you know no way but way no limitation but limitation right you know don't don't let yourself be confined to a formula but also pay attention to what works right you know yeah. and try to be a little bit open-minded uh you know and because i think i know for me when i first started 10 15 years ago it's like i'm gonna do everything Mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to write it. I'm going to act in it. I'm going to, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, then, yeah, and then I realized I was like, this is hard. Yeah. And it, yeah. and the projects always like literally blow up in my face, you know, cause there's at some point I, I was doing too much or somebody was doing something they shouldn't be, you know, they should have just been focusing on this over that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, we've talked about that, you know, rostering yeah. up your team and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need the team, right, Frankie? I mean, we we learned that like firsthand. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. <laughs> like people need to, and they need to know their craft too. You know, for it to be executed well, you have to get people um, that know what they're doing. Can just uh, you know grab some guy off the street and be like, hold this boom pole. I mean, I guess you can, but I mean, you'll, you'll probably get the results you don't want to get. Well, you know? and too, I think having them on their same mindset. Yeah, you right. know, because yeah. we hear audio different. We hear. You and me are going to hear, even when we were setting up the show, like we hear different things that I don't think other people may catch. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's little things like that, like making sure that, you know, the people you're partnering up with at least have the same level of, of, uh, detail or whatever, um, that you have. Right. Yeah. So you can trust them. Just like you always say, like, can I trust this person in this role? Right. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times I think we, we, because we were friends with those people or, we just need to get it done. We don't have another person to put in that place. And so we compromise. And then what happens? The piece you pay get, the price. Yeah, we yeah. pay the price. Yeah. So yeah. the piece is compromised. And so that's a hard thing too, I think. And on the micro budget level, that's one of the, like, probably the biggest challenges is making that championship team with a bunch of B-listers, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's face it. I mean, that's, I'm I'm not going to go get, you know, Claudio Morant, you know, the, the DP from Life of Pi, on my film. Sure. Not, not at this budget, no. right? Not yeah. that, you know, but, um, you know, or whoever, whoever your favorite DP is, um, you know, we have to do, make do with what we have. Luckily we have each other 
but, um, which I, you know, just to say to everybody, that's, you know, that's kind of our partnership right now in, in DBS is you're directing, I'm director of photography. I think we work really well together. We see eye to eye. That's huge. I think that's like a big, and then we have Frankie and then we have, you know, all the other supporting cast that like, we just, it, it works. Right. And you kind of know it, like you feel it. Right. It's that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you, how do you quantify? How do you say what that thing is? I don't know. Yeah. You just, just works, know. Yeah. yeah. You just, just know when you hook up with certain people that when you work with them, it's better than when you work over here. Right. Yeah. And how do you find that? Or how do you gauge that experience? The experience. Yeah. yeah. Trial and error. Trial just going in, right. working with mm-hmm. people that, that don't mesh well with you. And then you're like, okay, that's the last time I'm working with these guys. Right. Which unfortunately, let's face it too. That happens. You know, that is definitely, um, you know, something that happens. So just pay attention to that, that, you know, unfortunately you have to cut people off or let go of people. And that's part of the job. It's just like the real deal. Like if you're running a business, not everybody's fit. And, you know, so you, you have integrity, you know, obviously, you know, be cool, but you may have to make hard decisions and that just comes with the territory. So. Well and said. know that people people take it personally too when you let them know you know it's it's not working out they get so angry at you which we learned Drew we uh, we ran into some problems where people got a little bitchy we did. at us we did you know you had to tell <laughs> good friends that right. it just wasn't going to work out on this project right. and that's tough it that's is tough. That's really I don't know because you don't want to do yeah that's yeah. like something you never want to do and you still want them to be a hundred percent and like you know hey we love you blah blah blah. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you know what this project needs, right? And you're yeah. a visionary, yeah. and they may not see that, or or or, or get that in the moment. Yeah, because it's, they, they're just it's a, not. It's yeah. it's not the right. Pe- they're not the right. Or just piece it's, of it's the just puzzle. an emotional thing because yeah. they're attached to it too, right? Like we yeah. all we all want to help each other out. We all want to be a part of something that we believe in. So it's like, it's it's tough. That so I just think that's a really good thing to bring up. You right. know, is that you know uh, try to find those early. You know, try to try to make sure that you before you get on set that all the people there need to be there. Right. Um, But know that you may have to make a tough decision. And, you know, obviously you don't want to ruin your friendships, you know, and partnerships. You don't want to burn any bridges. But think about the peace. Because that's what the big boys do. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that's what right. the big boys do. Yeah. Focus they, on the They piece. build their team and they everybody's there for a reason. Right. So um, mm-hmm. that's just something I think, you know, is a hard lesson to learn. And it's Like a sports team, yeah. you know, like you right. build up, the, yeah. you got the team works well and they, they accomplish their goal. And they could be a superstar, just right? Just like they could be, they can hit all the home runs and score all the points but be terrible team players. Right. And it, and it affects the project as a whole. Sometimes you got to let go of people like that. And that's really difficult because you're like, I really think you're talented, but not for this your piece. energy or yeah, or whatever just, just is not working for this project. So, you know, I think that's a, another lesson that's, that's hard to learn. Well said, well said. So, you know, I think that concludes our uh, 30 minute podcast. That was good. That was awesome. Good. Um, we do need to talk about though where we can find us though, because right. that we're we're lacking that out of every episode. So let's talk about. Um, well, let's start off with you, Kevin. Where where can we find you? Where can we find some more information about you? Well, yes, you can always you know visit lionsdenpro dot com. That's spelled with a Y instead of an I. And uh, you know uh, the podcast. I mean, the way I find it, you know, you go to iTunes and just make sure to type in "making filmmakers podcast" all one word, and I I found it right away. And uh, make sure you subscribe. And, uh, and then of course, 
I think we had talked about a, a, a website coming soon. Websites coming soon, right? With with free content for yep. for indie film. Uh, anybody who's interested in in film does not doesn't matter if it's indie, just film related content. And you can find me, Drew and Frankie at where where uh, our Instagram is at Making Filmmakers. Uh, our Twitter is at MFM underscore podcast. And then Facebook is Making Filmmakers Podcast. iTunes too, right? So. Did we say that? I don't know. But we're on Yeah, well, oh, I said the yeah, iTunes okay. Podcast, yeah. Yeah. And then you can also find Lions Damn Pro on Instagram as well. I'm cutting that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just, all right. So we will see you guys uh, next week. Peace out. Bye.